We begin by acknowledging that the land on which we record this podcast is the traditional territory of the Haudenosaunee and Anishinaabeg peoples. This territory is covered by the Upper Canada Treaties. We acknowledge the enduring presence of First Nation, Métis, and Inuit people on this land, and that not all settlers were brought here by choice. We believe it is important to move forward in the spirit of reconciliation, compassion, and respect. I'm Kimberly McKenzie. And I'm Paul Nazareth. Welcome to The Intersection. In the spirit of summer fun, today we are trying something totally new. We are geeking out over nonprofit podcasts. Yes, that's right. We've gathered six of our favorite nonprofit podcasters to share what motivates, inspires, and sustains their work creating amazing content for you. You won't believe who's here. Today, we welcome Janice Cunning from the Fundraising Leadership Podcast. Anthony Wilson from the Group Finity Show, Andrea Gunraj from the Canadian Women's Foundation All Right Now What podcast, Cindy Wagman from the Small Nonprofit, Christian Robillard from Beyond the Bake Sale podcast, and Kathy Archer from Surviving to Thriving podcast. Please join me in welcoming these incredibly generous and talented people to the hub. We hope you enjoy our conversation, and we're so glad that you're here. Paul, I am super excited today. Me too. Are you? Why are you excited? This is the meta conversation of podcasting, and uh, these are voices a lot of uh, our listeners will know, but I'm really looking forward to getting kind of behind the scenes and unpack a bit of you know what's the value and everything to the people that do this and again i'm a huge fan so this is like having uh the, the hall of fame of nonprofit podcasters and uh and getting a little bit deeper than we normally hear from them too you're so right this is the hall of fame of nonprofit podcasters let's call everybody up everyone are you there there's janice and cindy hello andrea hey. Anthony, Kathy, christian hey <laughs> Well, we're so excited. And this is um, a very selfish exercise and a grand experiment because we've been listening to you all for such a long time. And Paul and I are just baby podcasters. And I think it's going to be a gift to us to learn about your podcast and your process and how it works and why you do it. And so Let's just get started. And I think I'll, I'll, I'd like you all to introduce yourself to the folks who are listening and tell us about your podcast and your background and, and um, how long you've been doing it. Uh, so let's start with, uh, I'll just follow my little Zoom screen. Um, Janice Cunning, would you like to start us off? Sure. Thanks, Kimberly. Thanks, Paul. Um, and you've both been guests on my podcast, so it's very exciting now to to be here uh, as your guest. And um, yeah, so I'm part of a, a small company of leadership coaches. Uh, there's myself and then my partners, David, Michelle, and Margaret. And uh, the company is called Fundraising Leadership. So what we do is uh, work with teams and leaders around building leadership capacity. And um, hard to believe we have been doing our podcast since January of 2018. Um, so we have over 85 episodes. We do it twice a month. And um, 
it's pretty much always yes. And it's a, it's a broad podcast. We talk about coaching, fundraising, leadership, and management topics. And you also do a blog on your off weeks. So you publish a blog and then, so you're integrating the topic, which I think is really cool. Yeah, we, we make our guests write blogs. <laughs> yes, <you do. laughs> Some people, it's like you have to do both for us, which sometimes can be challenging. Uh, but yeah, so we have people write about a topic. And then we think of the podcast, it's very casual for anyone who's listened to it. Um, it's just really a conversation. We're all coaches, so we love to ask questions, have conversation. And we consider it to be like a deeper dive into the topic. And then also, because we're coaches, um, there's a tangible action. So there's always like something to try in your in your life or your work at the end mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. thank you well we we've got a lot of us and time is short so we're just going to keep on moving and i'll call anthony next anthony wilson welcome and tell us about you and your podcast and why you do it oh thank you so much kimberly and paul for having me this is uh, super exciting i'm glad to be here today so i started my podcast which is called the groupfinity show in 2019 december of 2019 and, and I started to help presidents and treasurers of small volunteer groups. So think of like a school PTO or a PTA or a chapter of a larger organization, like a university alumni association or something like that. Um, and my goal was to help them get um, or, or turn unpredictable membership dues, get off that hamster wheel and instead turn that into predictable cash flow so they can better fund their programs. And I really like talking to guests about sustainable fundraising, mm -hmm. but what I've recently embarked on and what's really become my mission is to show my community how they can kind of do what I learned how to do is take these skills and start their own podcast based on what they know best, their hometown, right? Mm -hmm. Talk about their hometown, turn that into a profitable podcast and ditch those membership dues. So I'm super excited about that. That is so cool, actually. <laughs> I'm sure Christian's all over that. Um, yeah, but we're not going to go to him yet. We'll go to Andrea Gunraj. Did I say your name correctly? Yeah, it's Andrea Gunraj. Gunraj. Um, yeah, I am a VP of Public Engagement at the Canadian Women's Foundation. And you folks might know the Canadian Women's Foundation is Canada's a public foundation for gender justice. And our podcast is called All Right, Now What? We launched it in the beginning of the pandemic. So pretty soon after and we realized oh my goodness there's lots of talk about it in terms of the gendered impacts of the pandemic and what needs to happen um so it started off as something that just was a way to talk about these issues in uh, kind of a conversational way and it really did kind of take off for us so we continued it and now we're just doing it every couple of weeks to be able to speak to just the issues that we talk about in the news, but we only do sound bites. You know, you only get a little bit of a sentence here and there. You drop it in, the, in an article, and then that's it. Um, my, me and my colleagues, we get interviewed all the time by news to speak to gender justice issues and the gender-related issues that are out there in Canada. And we just don't feel comfortable only touching on it in a news thing. So this podcast is actually doing double duty for us in that way. It's a way to speak to people, of course, but then also get deeper on these issues that sometimes we only scratch the surface of and make sure that we have an intersectional feminist framework and lens to the way that we speak about things. So yeah, it's been a really wonderful experience and um, there's a lot of interest in, in this kind of content, it seems. Yeah, cool, cool. And yes, you can have those deeper conversations, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. Let's keep working our way around the Zoom room. Um, Miss Cindy Wagman, hi, thanks for being here. Tell us about hey. your podcast and why you do it. 
Yeah, so I'm Cindy Wagman, uh, the president and CEO of The Good Partnership, and I started my podcast in September of 2018. And one of the reasons I did the podcast and one of the reasons I do almost everything we do in our business is because I felt like there was a huge lack of resources speaking directly to small organizations. Um, having worked in small organizations, attending conferences, reading newsletters, magazines in the sector, I felt it was all geared to the big shops. And there's something different working in a small organization. So our podcast, The Small Nonprofit, speaks to everything and anything that small nonprofits deal with. Um, and I love having great conversations with uh, such an incredible uh, community of people who also work in and serve uh, small nonprofits in Canada and around the world. I'm so glad you're here. It's nice to see you with your big mic there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep moving. Christian, hi. Thank you for making this a priority. Tell us about your podcast and why you do it. Absolutely. And thanks for having me, Kimberly and, uh, and Paul. Um, so wonderful to be here. Uh, my show is called Beyond the Bake Sale, and uh, our kind of core mission is to help organizations be able to raise more time, talent, and treasure for the cause they care about. Kind of the origin story is a friend of mine and I were on our university campus, and the sum of a lot of the philanthropic ambitions of, of student groups and others was to sell baked goods, chocolate almonds, chocolate bars, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And I thought there, it was that that pull your hair out moment, there must be a better way. And the the guilt of both wanting to, to obviously support, but also not wanting to eat all that chocolate and, and baked goods. Uh, and we've been going since about 2017, which is so weird to, to say. Mm -hmm. And really it's, it's targeted towards fundraisers, leaders of volunteers, volunteers themselves. And what we try to do is, is distill down some kind of core lessons and fundamentals that people should embrace to make sure they're doing the, the fundamentals in a good way, but finding also those pockets of, of innovative thinking and doing things differently that help them to, again, move beyond the bake sale when it comes to their fundraising, their volunteer leadership, uh, at whatever scale they choose to go. And also trying to find some of the, the younger voices within the, the charitable sector that perhaps don't always get a, a microphone. Being a young fundraiser myself, I found that that was a challenge. So I want to be able to offer that in whatever, whatever way that I can. You're so good at that. Um, but I'm also going to ask you to tell us about purpose podcasting. Yeah, that's my new day gig. And I, I am super excited about it. Thank you, Kimberly. And it's all about helping nonprofits and charities use podcasting to advance their social mission as everyone around this wonderful episode will will agree podcasting is such a strong medium. And I think audio content is is here to stay and just provide such a rich tapestry to tell those deep stories and be able to to get people to actually take action on what it is that they're listening to and really create a, a dedicated audience that is is interested in going deeper than the surface level emails annual reports things of that nature mm -hmm. and be able to be complementary to those mm -hmm. yeah i think that's such a cool cool initiative and i love audio i just love it and uh i just think that that's fabulous and fine oh not finally because we're gonna go to you paul um kathy uh tell us about your podcast and why you do it absolutely so i'm kathy archer and i'm a leadership development coach and i help women leaders enjoy impactful leadership and do that with confidence and so what we notice is a lot of women get into the nonprofits 
the majority of leadership is at this point still women. And we move into the nonprofits because we love our work, we're passionate about our work, and somewhere along the way, the job becomes soul-sucking and we lose that passion and we end up living in survival mode. So the podcast is called From Surviving to Thriving because I don't think that we just should be surviving every day. I think that we should be thriving not only in our work, but also in our life and how do we do that? So the podcast started right at the time when the pandemic hit last year, I was ready to roll and then the pandemic hit and I'm like, do I, don't I? And I decided to go ahead. It is a mix of interviews that I do with other people that provide resources often that I don't do and things that places are places that women can learn and go, oh, I should be reaching out to them because a lot of women think that they should be doing it all by themselves and not asking for help. So giving them opportunities of where to ask for help. And then I do a bunch of episodes myself as well. I love to teach. I have a membership site. And so it often gives them a taste of some of the stuff that I do inside my membership site. Ah, oh, nice. Nice. And I'm taking your um, confidence, five day confidence five challenge. Days. Yeah. Cause see if you can get me doing some Instagram reels or some live video or something on social media, which is we will get Kimberly moving forward of that. But anyway, I'm so glad that you're here. And finally, my perfect podcast partner, Paul, that's what I call you now. Yeah. Well, you know, this is, this is a bit of a, a new medium for me to be a host in this way. I'm a, I've been a podcast consumer for a long time, you know, I, I started doing some podcasting in the late 2000s for a bit, but part of it is I feel like there's there was so much great content out there. And mm-hmm. I said yes to this and working with Kimberly, you know, Kimberly's been a coach and a mentor to me for a number of years. And I've got a very established voice. I'm the national vice president of the Canadian Association of Gift Planners. I do a lot of public speaking and teaching, but wanted an alternative space, one, to grind some axes and pick some fights and say some things that need to be said that aren't convenient for conferences or content or promotion. Mm-hmm. And so that's been a lot of fun. And saying, you know, today, perfect thing is so many people know all of you in your productive spaces. So excited to learn more about what you get out of this, how you feel about it, you know, how you feel it's going. Uh, but I'm have such an exciting rabbit through Kimberly doing this. And, and thank you for all the work that you do to make this possible. It's my pleasure. And I'm glad that you still show up every time you get a meeting request. So, (laughs) all right, everybody. So instead of me, you know, formally facilitating this, I would just like to have a conversation. So I encourage you to jump in. If it gets unruly, I will rein it back. Okay. But I would love to hear from you about the one thing you're most proud of doing this podcast. And let's not, you know, We'll, if we talk over each other, one of us will be very Canadian about it and we'll step back. Um, Anthony will learn how that happens, but let's try not to um, have too much dead space. So please lean into this conversation. Who would like to start? Well, I'll, I'll start. Um, you know, I think I'm most proud because uh, in listening to everyone, first of all, Christian, holy camoly, you yeah. deserve like an award for being <laughs> so long that's this amazing is Janice speaking right oh Janice speaking yes yeah. sorry Kimberly um yeah so I think that uh, you know we started not really intending to have guests um and to be honest like I could not listen to the podcast when we started my business partner David had to listen to them and then I would post them because I was like just like you were saying Kimberly like there, I, I knew I was going to get in my own way and judge it and 
So I didn't hear the first like probably four or five episodes. They just went up and then we decided to pivot to guests. And, and I think that that is probably the thing I'm most proud of is that it's become this beautiful community and this like Kathy's been on the podcast, like I said earlier, Paul and Kimberly have been on recently. Like Paul was on for the second time this year talking about having your own board of directors and um, Nanika and Nicole and Camilla, who, you know, co-edited uh, Collecting Courage have been on this year. Kimberly, you were on this year talking about influencing change. And, you know, we've had other guests talk about coaching and the importance of sleep and rest and all of these. So I think that's what I love is like that it's become this place where uh, people can talk about whatever is important to them, you know, and it, it's it's broad enough that it's like, I really believe as a coach, like, People show up at work as human beings. And so it's like, we need to talk about, you know, personal things like having children and, and getting rest and, you know, having adventures in your life. Like Krista Slade come, came on and talked about this cool um, thing where she went with like the naval on a naval ship and like learned about leadership. So that's what I love is just like anyone can bring their passion to our podcast and talk about whatever they feel passionate about. Mm, nice. I think for me, it's also about the community, just sleeping on Janice's point. Like I will every now and then get an unsolicited email or when I send out our weekly email with the podcast link, someone will reply and say, oh my goodness, that really resonated or hit home. And they're, those are the small proud moments that I just feel like that's why I'm doing this. I actually had an organization reach out to me earlier this week uh, saying, how far they've come, how much more money they're raising all without investing anything because of the podcast is there for them as a resource. And that's, that brings me joy. And that keeps me going because sometimes it's hard to keep going. <laughs> um, and then I have to say a highlight for me personally was having Vule on the podcast from Nonprofit AF. Um, he is kind of my hero. I think he's so <laughs> brilliant. And, uh, and so that was, that was a proud moment, like personally, but, but generally it's, you know, the community and the, the people we get to engage with and know that in some little way, we're making a difference to the sector overall is why we do it. That's awesome. And I got to say, Cindy, it's so strange to look at you while you're talking because I'm so used to listening to you on your podcast. <laughs> I'm having like, this out-of-body experience. going to get meta. <laughs> Likewise. Oh, so funny. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Andy. I was going to say, this is, this is Anthony speaking. And, and one thing that I've been you know, proud of is to see how resilient people have been during COVID. Right? People could have just thrown in the towel and given up and said, I'm not going to do anything you know, this year or, or until COVID lifts. But, you know, people really double down. And what I've seen people do is really invest in relationship building and in, in talking to their community, talking to their members, um, talking to their donors, right? Aligning their interests um, with their donors' interests, right? And, and, and really fine-tuning their, their fundraising. Um, and so that's been really exciting to see. And then you know, through this podcasting journey, it's been exciting to meet so many people, right? Um, like here, Cindy was guest number 19 on my, on my show. And Cindy and I didn't know each other before, you know, I was podcasting and, and we probably would have never met, but I reached out to her and, and she graciously responded and said, yeah, I'll do your show. <laughs> and so, you know, I mean, and, and there've been so many other stories like that where I connected with people that otherwise I would have never connected with. 
And, you know, I've learned a ton from them and, and, you know, I hope they learn something from me too. It's Kathy. I'll build on what Anthony was saying about the, the learning piece and the community piece as well. And Cindy was saying too, I had one listener comment that she watched or listened to an episode and she took something like 10 pages of notes and I'm like, holy, <laughs> holy cow. Yeah. But it was like, this is like a course, a lesson. And so when I'm interviewing people, they're learning and they're growing. And I don't think you can run an organization with continuing to learn and grow both personally and professionally. And I think we often miss a lot of that personal development stuff. And you get some of the, the professional development stuff at conferences and courses. But again, there's little pieces that we miss. And so being able to get that free, oh, let's just listen to this podcast and grab that. I'm forever listening to podcasts and having to pause them and write down, oh, I need to write that down or take that link down. Um, so I think that's so important for people to realize that here's a free space where you get oodles of new information and links and resources that, yeah, help you be a better leader, help you run your organization, help you get money for your organization. And so it's pretty cool to, to do that. And yes, that we're all linked. I think that's the other piece when people start listening, I think they start to see how many more resources are out there. Like we, we all have our little guru or somebody said my favorite person or, you know, but who else is out there? Who else can I learn from? And, and podcasting connects the dots between other resources. I love that, that podcasting connects the dots between other resources. I think that's really great. Yeah. So it's Cindy and I was actually going to ask I want to hear from Andrea because she's really in a unique position. Mm -hmm. The rest of us are all in the business of serving organizations, right? Mm -hmm. We are running businesses and our podcasts serve our communities, but they're part of our marketing. Whereas the Canadian Women's Foundation is serving your community more directly. You are a nonprofit running a podcast. And I'm so curious, we've never talked about the, the difference or if there is one. Thanks, Cindy. Yeah, this is Andrea. I think um, in some ways there is a difference. In some ways, I think there isn't. And, uh, you know, just to tie it into this question of what you're really proud of, I have to say I'm really proud of my colleagues. I have um, some young, brilliant colleagues who thought, hey, we need to be speaking about these stories in an interesting way, in a new way. We need to get out to people that maybe don't engage with other things that we do. So that's the, the heart behind it, really, um, is to serve our community, yes, but get into lots of different communities that perhaps we haven't spoken to, maybe the, the younger ones, maybe um, the ones who wouldn't sit down and read a blog post or whatever, but they might be driving somewhere, they might be taking transit and wanting to listen to some content. Um, and, you know, I I think another difference might be as well, too, that it's, it's really mission-driven and mandate-driven, uh, the idea of speaking to, you know, the hidden story. And that's another thing that I'm really proud of, and I think it's uh, really special, the, the hidden stories that we get, because weirdly gender is still a hidden story. It shouldn't be, but it kind of is. Um, and certainly hearing, like, what Black women experience, what Indigenous women experience, what trans folks experience, two-spirit non-binary folks, younger folks. Um, you know, it's it's one of these things that that's our mandate. And we just want to use all these opportunities to be able to speak to those hidden stories and what we have to do to um, make Canada better, fairer, more gender equal, 
more gender just. Um, so there's a real opportunity in it, um, speaking to that idea of um, speaking to your mission and your mandate. And that's where I don't think it's different than you folks. You're doing the same thing, but it's your consulting work or your, your desire and heart to support organizations to do the best that they can do, have professionals do the best that they can do. I don't see it as different in that way, but certainly I think um, the scope and speaking to all these different experiences all over a big country, it's definitely a challenge and, and one that's super exciting. I know we'll never be short on content, tell you that. Mm -hmm. I love what you said, Andrea, about you're making content more accessible. That that's, I've never heard it said that way, but that's exactly what audio is, right? That's exactly it. Um, thank you. Yeah. I'll let me just build on that real quick. I think that's one of the other things that I am most proud of is the little clips that we can pull out from podcasts. So maybe people don't have the opportunity to listen to the whole thing. I had Ruth Ann Weeks on last podcast. And yeah, I pulled out this little snippet about your job is not to make mean people nice in your organization. And she got lots of feedback on her post about that. But it was like, you know, less than a minute and it just resonated with people. And so to be able to pull tidbits out for people to get those little quick snippets is also something that's really cool. I, I, I struggle with that just a little bit and I want to get better at it, but I worry like when Paul says something really provocative, I'll do it with Paul because he trusts me and I know we have that kind of relationship. But if it's a guest and they say something and I pull it out and I make a clip of it, I'm worried that it'll be taken out of context or it won't represent them. I'm, I'm sure that you thought of that, but it's just something I guess I need more confidence around of just figuring out how do you keep something spicy like that without and still honor and respect the guest on your show. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes total sense. And I think to Paul's point earlier, sometimes that's when we get the pushback and the conversation going. And that's what, that's then when that post can go back and forth between this is what I meant and why I meant this. And here, go listen to the rest of the podcast to get context. And right. yeah. Yeah. Christian, do you have something that you're really proud of with your podcast? Yeah, uh, this is Christian. I would say the thing that warms my heart when I hear it is the person who says, this is my first podcast, or this is my first speaking experience. And kind of speaking to, to your point, Andrew, of trying to reveal some of the, the hidden voices in places, I think it's also inherent in, in part of our missions when we do this type of work to find some of those hidden voices that we can all learn from. We're a sector that prides itself on things like, or tries to pride itself on things like equity and listening to people with lived experiences and others. And I think if podcasting has taught me one thing, it's that everyone has some type of story and lesson to share. And if we as, as collective podcasters can immortalize those stories and share them with others and elevate them, I think that's an important mission that we we all have to sign on for and that we don't we don't have a choice in the matter. It's it's our responsibility to do so. So I'd say that's that's a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so nice. To, so it's so easy to create a platform, but then to use that platform to lift other people is the thing that's joyous, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. This, I just, this Janice, um, I just wanted to add, like I was listening to, um, I listened to a lot of podcasts and um, there was a point made on one of them I listened to about uh, how there's, there's still so many male voices in podcasting. And I must say, I actually was surprised because I, when I look at the podcast I listen to, and obviously that's a choice I'm making probably 
unconsciously, but I mostly listen to women hosts or at least their co-hosts, you know, like you, Kimberly, you and Paul. Right. So, um, so I was thinking the same thing, Christian, like when, when I was thinking about what am I proud of, um, a story came to mind of someone reaching out to me who actually I used to work with and saying like, I've been listening to your podcast for years. What she joked, like a longtime listener, first time caller, you know, and she's like, I'm ready to like write the post, come on your podcast. And I just thought that was like, I just love those moments too, where it's like um, another podcast I listen to about books. The host always says like, people always say to her, why don't you just have average people on like everyday people? And she's like, pretty much all of our guests are average people. They sound like experts because they're talking about something that they're passionate about, right? Right. I love that, like that, that it's like a safe space where people can, can share like something that they know a lot about and like totally own, you know, especially I think, like you were saying, Kathy, like for women, that confidence piece of like, just own that you like know as much or if not more about this topic that you're about to talk about than anybody else, you know, and that's a really joyous thing to have somebody actually trust you enough um, that they're willing to come on your show, you know, and take that risk because it is risky. The first time I was a guest on a show and I'd already been hosting our show, uh, I was terrified. (laughs) Like this is so much harder to be a guest than to be a host. Yeah, this, this is Anthony speaking. I, yeah, was, I wanted to echo what, what Christian said with respect to, you know, everyone has a story to tell, right? And and I make it a habit on my show to always kind of, you know, just kind of a pre um, discussion with the guests, just to kind of you know let them know, you know, we and it's not super formatted. It's kind of let you know kind of where where I plan to go, right? And and then they get on the show, well, actually, let me, let me say this. Most of them have never done anything like this before. And they tell me, oh my God, like, I'm, I'm kind of nervous about this. I don't know how I'm going to sound. I don't know what to say. And, and I say, hey, just be natural, right? And then they get on the show. And like Christian said, they start telling their story and there's no stopping them, mm-hmm. right? The person that before was afraid they wouldn't have enough to say mm-hmm. has so much to say. Mm-hmm. And it's so exciting watching that come through. Mm-hmm. And let me ask you all something that'll help our listeners in a lot of ways too, because I identify a lot of you as podcast anthropologists and helping people go deeper. And sometimes, you know, that's the other thing too. So many people haven't been on a podcast. So, you know, what I love to ask you, because more people, we need more voices and we need more people to, to come to it. And so many people are nervous to one, put themselves forward, even say yes to you. And so, you know, how can you maybe coach someone who wants to be on is ready, but you know, just doesn't have the courage to, how can they prepare to be better guests? And a meta question, because I've just, I love this behind the scenes, because you know, I'm actually myself, I'm a trainer, a keynote speaker. This medium is actually killing me speaking into the void when I usually have a stage and all that feedback and that engagement. You know, the other part is, is what are the podcasts? And you a couple of you have identified this. What are the podcasts that you listen to? You think this is the one. It's got the best setup, maybe the best kind of production. You, it's clear there's a team working behind the scenes to craft and curate. So would love to hear maybe either some coaching on people on how to be better to show up ready instead of always putting it on, on you. Because <laughs> again, it, you have to do a lot of that work sometimes. And then as well, you know, what are the ones that you think, wow, that's a bit aspirational to get to that place? Mm-hmm. Can I, I want to answer the first part at Cindy. Yeah. Um, and then I'll, yeah, just when you, 
mentioned, or when you talk about like preparing people to come on, like one of the things that I've noticed a lot lately is that I get a lot of cold pitches. So I get a lot of people asking to be on the podcast and they're all through podcast booking agencies, which I don't love. Uh, It's not that I don't love, but they're not that I feel like they kind of just put pitch everyone. And I want to actually, and we've been really deliberate from the start of our podcast to try and make sure that voices that don't have traditional platforms or are not the like big experts. Um, but as you know, everyone else has talked about really know their stuff. Those are the people I want to hear from. And we don't get pitched very often from them. Mm-hmm. I do from time to time. And it, I'm so excited. And I say yes, right away. Mm-hmm. And all those other big ones, I usually turn down. Mm -hmm. Um, but to me, like, just if you have a podcast that you want to be on, just reach out. I mean, we book, we have, I don't even know how many episodes we do every week, except for in the summer and a couple weeks over the holidays. I have lots of content I need to fill. Mm -hmm. And I just want to know what you want to talk about that you think would be relevant to our audience. And if you can nail that piece of like, what, how is it relevant? I think it's usually a really easy yes. Um, but so few people do that. And, and the, the a podcast is a medium for people who are nervous. You know, Kimberly, I know you said about being on camera or other things. Podcast is actually like the most low key, super authentic. You know, we have a good conversation and it's really light, right? It doesn't have to feel scary or heavy. And so I really encourage people to just, just reach out. I think everyone I know who podcasts is very accessible, um, and wants good conversations for their show. So I'll leave it. I'll let other people answer the other parts of the question. Um, I love listening. I learn a lot from your podcast, Cindy, because you're so good at it. You're so authentic and you have so much energy behind your voice. And that last one, not the one with Jacob O'Connor, but the one before, what was the one last week? Who was that? Do you remember? I don't want to put you on the spot. I'll look it up while you're talking. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Because I was listening to it while I was shopping and I was just like, I need to know this guy. This guy is in my brain. This is incredible. Anyway. um, Yeah. Andre, he's fantastic. And those like a lot of our conversations come from, you know, friends of friends or people I know often I'll be proactive and reach out to guests because I want to hear from them or they're people I've worked with. Like Andrea, we worked with her back in another role. And I was like, I love Andrea. Let's have her on the podcast. (laughs) So, you know, it's so organic and there's so much room for authenticity. And I I just, it's so fun. Mm -hmm. I will echo that the organic people is the ones that I want. And it's interesting because I, Kimberly was just saying I did a five-day challenge. And so all of the people like some of you guys have been on the podcast and all of the people that I reached out to say, Hey, can you share my five day challenge were people who had been on the podcast because to Anthony's point earlier, I don't just hop on a podcast and record it. You get to come on with me, no recording and get to know me and I get to know you. And we find the synergies because I want to create relationships. I don't just want to record a podcast. Mm -hmm. That's not what it's all about. It's about building my network so that I can build that for my audience as well. And I will say, I pre-record them. So they're edited, which 
you know, and I have technology to edit out your ahs and ums and all of your filler words. So, you know, people are like, oh my God, I'm not going to sound good. <laughs> some podcasters, I won't say every podcaster can edit some of that out. So, you know, just be human. Kathy, I want to jump in there. I, I think that piece around making somebody sound good. That's, I think that partnership that comes from a podcast and their guest um, is so really important and making sure that you ask the right questions so that they can say the things that they want to say and you know they want to say. Um, it's really important to do and it's a hard skill to learn. It's actually like a, a practice skill. I would also say as well too that um, I'm really impatient in the podcasts that I listen to. I don't like a lot of chatter. I don't like it to be 30, if it's 30 minutes, it better be a great 30 minutes for me to listen to. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. So I tend to look at the podcasts as like gold standard, New York Times, the fiction podcast that they have there, wickedest podcast ever. I listen to that thing every day. Um, I look at the scripted kind of like docu-series type podcasts. That's less common in our sector because the time that goes behind that and the research that goes behind that, the deep editing, yeah, like great quality. Up. It's really hard to do, but I am actually craving that in nonprofit podcasts. I, I don't see as much of that. So if you folks have any suggestions about really good scripted ones with like telling a story and bringing an arc to it, um, I, I covet your suggestions there. That would be amazing. Uh, like you meant, uh, I immediately thought of Serial. Do you remember CBC did that? series um and oh, excellent yeah yeah it would be fascinating to talk about i think that christian and andrea and anthony are kind of doing that by being connect more connected to mission-driven organizations than than the rest of us um i felt really proud when um you know, you were talking about interviewing and through conversation, you can sometimes go deeper. And we have had guests on our podcast where they were completely taken by surprise that they got emotional or they got goosebumps or there's that beautiful moment because it is such an intimate um, platform that you can really dig deeper and get to the heart and soul of it. And the guests are usually super grateful for that and surprised by it. And then listeners love it. Anthony, have you had an experience similar to that? Yeah, no, totally. You hit it right on the head. You know, I, and, and I always tell the guests kind of like, Hey, here's, here's kind of an outline of what I want to talk about. Right. But I love it when I ask a couple questions and they say, you know, the answer is, Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's talk more about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Stop. You're <laughs> over the good stuff there, honey. Right. Right. Stop. Back up. <laughs> Tell me more about that. Right. And, and I love it when they have story stuff. So I always encourage people, Hey, you know, if you have a story or two to share specifically about this, you know, bring that in because I think that that's just more engaging um, you know, for the listeners, because the listeners will go and say, hey, I listen to this podcast, this guy told a story about how he, how he um, you know, was volunteering for this nonprofit, and they raised all this money, and they did this, you know, they were selling face masks, and, and they didn't really know what they were doing, and they found this company that did face masks on design, and, and they did, and they didn't have to find an inventory, and, and, and so, you know, I love it when people add lib, they go off script, right, even though we might have sort of a script, but they go off script. Um, and, and we sort of go down a rabbit hole that we didn't plan on going down. 
Um, and, and I wanted to answer uh, Paul's question from earlier with respect to podcasts that we listen to and podcasts that we like. Um, Smart Passive Income by Pat Flynn, to me, is the gold standard, mm. right? I mean, he does everything right. And, and sort of I strive to kind of do what, um, do what he does. Mm. And what's his uh, time length usually? Uh, it's about 30 minutes. They're usually around 30 minutes. Because yeah. that's the thing, too, right? There's some out there, you know, like the Tim Ferriss's of the world that are like two plus hours. Mm-hmm. I've always been yeah. mystified how people kind of get get into and through those. You know, my Harvard idea cast 20 minutes tight, right? Like that's mm-hmm. how that's got to be a lot of editing. But that's the struggle, too, sometimes. How do you make this, you know, value? How can you go deep? I'm yeah. hearing to you mm-hmm. that if guests come locked and loaded with stories, it sounds to that that resonates with listeners a good deal. So for those of you listening that want to be on, you know, come with a few of those ready. That sounds like something that can help people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, editing anything over 40 minutes becomes challenging. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this is Janice. I'm just going to say yeah. we don't edit. <laughs> we don't. So um, yeah, ours, and we tell our guests that everybody knows that, um, you know, I mean, we can if obviously if dogs are barking or, you know, somebody rings the doorbell. But but generally ours is very intentionally a conversation that that's it. And, and I like to listen to this kind of podcast and some people hate them. So, if you know, if you don't like that style, that's totally fine. I get it. But um, but what you were saying earlier, Paul, reminded me like we have had a few where like I don't want it. I don't want to do it that way. I want to have the questions in advance. And so that I'm like, that's totally fine. Right. So I think it's also as a host, like you have to meet people where they are. Like if mm-hmm. people want to have questions and prepare and, um, you know, and have notes to read their answers from because they, they, they just feel more comfortable that they're going to hit their points. Um, I think for us, because people have already wrote the blog, like you mentioned earlier, Kimberly, it's like they already have, they've already work through their thoughts on whatever topic they're pitching right and 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 now we're just sort of doing a deeper dive like i said um so i think that's helpful and and also i'm always like whatever you know you're the guest like whatever we need to do to make the guests feel comfortable um and i'll say like for myself i love i i I like gretchen rubin's podcast a lot i that's sort of where we got the like something to try from because they always have like a tangible try this at home um, I love the satellite sisters, which is three sisters who, and that's a long podcast. It can be an hour, an hour and 15 minutes, but they are so entertaining and fun and they have segments. Um, so it feels fast. And then I also love what should I read next, which is a podcast where guests come on and talk about their reading lives. And, um, so I did realize at some point I really can only listen to podcasts with co-hosts or guests, because to me, the intimate conversation between people is actually what makes a podcast uh, interesting to me. Fascinating. And and that brings us back to what Andrea said about the comical, pointless banter, that, that not everybody has patience for that. That's a takeaway, Paul. <laughs> well, but I love it. It's, it's, that's the thing. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I think like it's Cindy. And I think that that's the thing. Like, everyone has different preferences and you find your audience like, and, and this is true in all parts of what we do, right? You're not going to be for everybody. So first and foremost, are you connecting with what you're doing for yourself? Because if we don't find joy in this, we're not going to do it. There's Um, not a lot of money in it for us. (laughs) Yeah. We haven't monetized our podcast. So uh, we do it because we love it. And, 
I've found a format that works for me. And when people connect with me out in the real world, whenever that will be again, I have people say, oh my goodness, I feel like I know you. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's that authenticity and finding what works for you. And that will help you find your people. And if it's not for everyone, that's totally okay. Right. Uh, We can't always try and please all the the whole world because we'll yeah. just fail. So yeah. I think mm-hmm. like finding the right, the right thing for you is important. Yeah. More than one of you have mentioned joy. Yeah. So you what, tell us about a runaway hit that maybe even caught you off guard when you recorded it and really surprised you how popular it was and maybe dig into a bit, you know, what, what was that all about? I'd like to leave space for Christian to go first because you've been awful quiet. It's listening and, and soaking in so many of these positive podcasting rays. I, I would say for for us, a, a hit that we didn't expect was actually from a, a board member who we spoke to. His name is Brian Toller, uh, and he's done a bunch of roles with Ottawa Community Foundation, Community Foundations of Canada. Not someone who I would have had I would have expected to be the person who's always up on the stage. And he, he did a lot of work around helping the Auto Community Foundation be able to transition towards responsible and impact investing. So an interesting space for the nerds among us who are interested in those in those types of areas. But that one, in terms of the resonance and him talking about his experience as a board member and going through some of the, the gritty stuff that you do as a board member, I didn't anticipate that one to do as well as it did. He's also a very monotone type individual, very soothing voice. But mm-hmm. it was interesting to see how, how that one was definitely driven up in terms of the lessons. But I think it goes to show, as, as several of you have talked about, if you have a story that it's from someone who you feel you can see yourself in and that it's a story that really resonates with you and your situation and it gives you a bit of evidence or a proof point that you, after listening to this, can do it too. And a bit of that permission to try something that's ambitious and outside of the realm of, of possible. I think that's where our magic starts to happen. I'd like to make a comment and then and then we'll go around and everybody can have a, an opportunity for a final thought before we leave. And it can either be the question that I sent you ahead of time, what have you learned about the sector through your podcast or anything else that comes up, but we'll give everybody a chance to have a final thought. Um, but to build off of Christian's point, um, something amazing happened to us yesterday. And I I mean, my favorite moment in the podcast is usually the episode I have just recorded, right? Like, it's like, oh, this one is new and fresh. I can't wait to share it. But yesterday was really, (laughs) Paul, he's like, ah. But so we, we finally found two people who we thought were perfect to sit down and have a debate around community-centered fundraising versus donor-centered fundraising. And we have been trying to have that conversation since the beginning of this podcast and the launch of the intersection. And one of the people had to call me ahead of time and say, okay, he was gearing up, he was armoring up for a a debate that we encourage, yeah, to duke it out. And so we talked about it. And I said, you know what, be as open and candid, I will create a safe space for you. If we don't like the outcome, we don't have to launch it. Let's just do it. And both of our guests came in with completely open heart and good intention. And at the very beginning of the podcast, they were like, well, yeah, I totally agree. Like, that's not even up for debate. It was like, this is the power of voice. Like, we're not going to solve these problems on Twitter. But if we can sit down and have 
a really authentic and candid conversation, um, we can see that there is an intersection between what seems like two different points of view out in the world. So that was sort of an exciting thing that happened to us yesterday. Um, did you raise your hand because you wanted to add something, Paul? No, I just heard the shot at Twitter. By the by, the oh. end of all this, was, uh, Kimberly's going to get me on Clubhouse, and I'm going to get Kimberly on TikTok. So that's <laughs> goal for oh, if Kathy can't get me on Instagram, then <laughs> Paul, where can we follow you on TikTok? Uh, what is your handle? Uh, it's not public yet. I've been experimenting oh. for about six months. Oh my God. The but, time uh, is now, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, seriously, spill the tea. Well, I mean, you know, again, it's all about how we tell stories. So that's one of the ones, uh, again, Twitter's been my medium for a long time. Instagram didn't work out. Um, but, uh, but again, part of it is, is how we connect with people. And that's, that's one of the questions, right? So yeah. and everybody has their own medium. But yeah. uh, I'm, I want to give us some space and time to, to finish off with this last question. Because again, so many people collectively listen to all of you. I'd love to hear that thing about what, what you feel you, you can do and continue to advance for the sector. All right, so let's move into final comments as we wrap up. And I think, Anthony, do you wanna jump in first? Sure, uh, so this is Anthony. Uh, thank you, Kimberly, for the question. And yeah, I think that one thing that has come out the most, and, and I'm gonna really talk about kind of over the last year, um, and it wasn't so much that I didn't know this, I think I, I definitely knew this subconsciously, but just the value of building relationships, right? I mean, I, I talk to so many people who go about their fundraising with, okay, I'm going to find all of the companies in my city and we're just going to blast them with letters. And then they're surprised when nothing comes back. <laughs> right? And, and, um, and I just think in, in the past year, the, the guests that I've spoken to that have just talked about you know, don't do that, right? Like go to the people that you know, build deep relationships with the people that you don't know. Go talk to people that you don't know and don't ask for anything, right? Like talk to them about what they're doing. Talk mm -hmm. to them about what you're doing. Don't be afraid to leave without asking everything. Then ask for another meeting and talk to them some more mm -hmm. and learn some more and find the, the connections between what you're doing and what they're doing. And if there's synergy there, then ask for something. But if there's not, then you probably shouldn't ask for anything. Um, and so, you know, it was refreshing to hear so many people say that, right? Because I can't tell you how many organizations I've been in that have just gone out with the list of all, you know, all the companies in the area, starting with these large corporations who are not, who are not headquartered in their area. But for some reason, they think that, 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 that because there's a Starbucks in their neighborhood, Starbucks should give to them or Comcast Cable, which is not headquartered here, but people think they are because they see their trucks all over the place. That, oh, Comcast, I, I have a Comcast subscription, therefore Comcast should give to me. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just think, you know, the, the power of relationship building has been reinforced through my discussions on the podcast, particularly in the past year. Mm -hmm. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. And I love how you're having that local impact in communities. The community impact is what we need. We need communities to come together now. Who would like to go next? It's Kathy. I can jump in next. Alrighty. So we've been talking a lot about interviews and guests on podcasts, and I do some that are solo as well. 
And so one of the things that I've learned in terms of podcasting is authenticity. I think as we've all said, these are real conversations. They're not scripted and they often go off the questions we, we viewed. So sometimes I think if you're in a conference, we've, we've crafted our PowerPoint so that it's this story that we know and we tell again, again, podcasting is very authentic, very real, very raw often. And so Paul was asking, you know, the behind the scenes, how do we speak into the void? So often when I'm doing podcasting, especially solo stuff, I literally look at the camera and I speak to one person and I just talk. And so there's an episode coming up. I did a whole series on trust and there's an episode coming up that I haven't edited yet where I'm talking and I fall apart, like literally fall apart. And there's like this three minute void where I'm pulling myself back together <laughs> and I don't know how I'm going to edit that yet. So stay tuned. But it's, it's that authentic vulnerability piece that comes out where I'm talking to one person. I literally, as as um, Cindy said, you know, people say, I can hear you in my ears. I know your voice. Yeah, because I'm talking to you, one person. That's it. I'm not talking to the void. I'm not talking to a group of people. I'm not talking to an audience. I'm talking to one single listener. That's the intimacy. I think yeah. Paul and I yeah. are talking to one listener most of the time. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, 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 who are you channeling sometimes too? Again, you know, that's, that was a lot of us are, you know, video did not kill the radio star and I'm a big radio fan. And often I'm even kind of channeling certain journalists or people. I'm like, this is the headspace for that kind of conversation. I'm seeing nods. Everybody else do that. Oh, so aspiring podcasters out there, you know, like get yourself in that headspace. Think about those heroes and people. And that sounds like that's going to help you too to represent. Well, um, I think you said something that really dovetails nicely with my comment. I feel that, th this is Andrea, I feel that we need to look at podcasting with that lens of oral storytelling. Mm -hmm. It is a, a form of oral storytelling and it's um, because it's digitized, you know, sometimes we forget that this is a longstanding thing that humans have done um, for forever and continue to do. We look at the best oral storytellers out there. And I feel like there's so much to learn. I think there's so much to shout out to and just acknowledge uh, the folks who have come before us. I think a lot about Indigenous communities, First Nations, Métis and Inuit communities have really um, shown us how the power of the word, the spoken word, the communicated word, builds community, builds belonging. So if in the end, I really believe that if in the end of your podcast episode or looking at your season, if you can identify how this builds community and builds belonging, you have touched on something that is quite um, important and sometimes gets missed in the written word. And when we're thinking about decolonization and decolonizing our approaches, decolonizing the charity sector, I think it's a great lesson for us to learn. Less reliance on that written word is hard for me because I'm too into the written word, mm -hmm. um, too, you know, formulated by that. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm learning a lot about decolonization and decolonizing my approach. And I think I have a ton more to learn, but that's where I'm going to take um, the next set of learning for our next seasons for the podcast. How can I take those incredible lessons and honor that? Beautiful. Cindy, I see Cindy and then Christian. Yeah. I want to just add to that because I, I agree. And I know Andrea is also an author. Uh, so I, I hear her when she says, I like the written word. Um, but I think for me, also the thing that I've learned pulling together some of the things that we've talked about already is that though that 
oral storytelling tradition, as well as just the incredible diversity of voices in our sector, people who have not been necessarily like placed on a stage to speak or, you know, writing a weekly blog or what have you, but there's so much knowledge. There's so many incredible experts. Mm -hmm. And I think that for me, that's the thing that um, gets me excited. And I know other people have mentioned it already, but that uh, I really see leaning into as we continue to to go forward is where are the people that we don't typically hear from who are brilliant and changing the world every day in meaningful and significant ways and those are the people I'm I'm most excited to talk to you're so good at finding those people Cindy you really are Kristen did you have a final thought yeah, this is this is Christian. I think the the thing that I I find a lot of joy in is just it it really drives home the the the, the things that we tell ourselves about our work in fundraising or in resource development or any form of philanthropy that in order for you to to if you ask for something, typically people will be generous. And I find that with any guest-based show and and a lot of the podcasting that I've had the the privilege to be able to do that our guests have been overly generous with what they're willing to share. And there could be a lot of people who just hoard all their secrets inside their castle and, and never let them out. But it, it makes it warms your heart to know that there's others who are willing to share so much, tailor it to your specific needs and situation, and want that to be immortalized for, for subsequent generations to be able to access and so that they know that they can do something that's impressive and ambitious and cool for that matter. So. I find a lot of, of joy and just be able to to be be given the privilege to be able to to listen to some of those stories and for that generosity to flow through the mediums that we have access to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I love I mean that this this group kind of was curated um, also with Cindy's help, but it was curated to create a group of people who are not in competition with each other. We, we, the world is big enough for us all to be successful doing this. And so we can come together and, and we're not, we're not competing. So we're, we're just about to wrap up. I think Janice, um, you have to share your final thought and anybody else who's just itching and needs to say something. And then I'll throw it over to Paul. Janice. Sure. Um, thanks Kimberly. Yeah. I was, actually making some notes. I'm like, Ooh, Andrea, I'd love you to come on our podcast, <laughs> talk about doing a podcast, you know, at, like from a nonprofit perspective. So I'm going to be reaching out to you for sure. And like, I'd love to have everybody as guests. Many of you have already been guests, but um, I guess my, as I was listening to everyone, I just felt, I felt so grateful um, for our guests, you know, like that, that, that people, it's a lot of time, you know, like you have to prepare and like, like, you know, for us, it's like, we ask people to write something, you know, then they have to come on the show and then they have to promote the show. And it's a lot of time. And, and I appreciate that so much, but, but more so what I appreciate is, is how often people are like, I, you know, Kimberly, you were one of these people. It's like, I want to talk about something that really didn't go well. Mm -hmm. And what I learned from that, you know, or I want to talk about, um, like ways that I get in my own way, you know, like, I mean, Kathy, like, this is so much of what we do, right? It's like, it's like, we all have these things. And yet, I think, especially like, when I think about, like, the last year and a half, like, more and more guests are willing to come on. Everybody's at home. So it's messy, like people's kids are making noise, dogs are barking. And, 
I just wanted to express the gratitude, like for all of us that were doing this work and all of the guests who are willing to come on and, and share their full selves so that other people feel empowered uh, to do the same. That's beautifully said, beautifully said. Paul, do you have any final thoughts for us? Uh, I am about to do prop comedy on the radio. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, and, it, you know, Kimberly will know that, that that dress and how we show up is something that means something to me. I've shared before that I'm often conservatively dressed and in suits and all that because it's my armor in the financial world and legal world of plan giving and stuff. And I want to speak to all of you on behalf of the people who listen to you. You know, that, you know I, I don't think you all get a lot of feedback from listeners all the time and stuff. But you just got to know, because I get to, uh, you know, I'm I'm active in some colleges, universities, young professionals, how many people are out there listening to you, like Malcolm Gladwell, like, uh, you know, Adam Grant and and Brene Brown and all of that, how many people you inspire, how many people you lift up. And, you know, people have been on your podcast and it's the first time they're speaking. They've gone on, a couple of them have gone on from you to like TED Talks. Uh, in their in their regions. So, you know, I hope you all really feel it. We talked about production value. Yeah, what's the thing about nonprofit podcasts? None of us got budgets and all sorts of big teams and all that. I always tell people the best ones are cheating because they got 15 people working on it. So mm-hmm. please be proud of what you've done. Know how many people that you're inspiring and lifting it up. So many of us working in nonprofit. You know, I worked at a desk for a few years in a bank. It was awesome, the, the, the work I did, but it was grinding me. It was grinding me in the dust. And so many people trying to do that good work. So many of us are alone in our shops and in our offices. A lot of fundraisers, I call us the people under the stairs. You lift them up. You help them fly. You give them capacity and dream and aspiration and inspiration. So on behalf of all those people who listen to all of you, thank you. Thank you for being with us today. And it's, it's wonderful. Stuff. Thank you so much to all those great podcasters for sharing their time and their insights. Please be sure to check the show notes for links to their podcasts and remember to subscribe, like, review each and every one. Let's keep learning, growing, and building community together. Thank you for spending time here.